we're going to be looking into a passage that's pretty familiar with us. And it's a, it's a great passage over in Matthew chapter 11. So you can be working your way over there uh, real quick. This is our text this morning. And let me, uh, let me backdrop this here. Matthew 11, verse 28, where Jesus says simply, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We're going to look at the, the full complement of that text in a couple translations, both the NIV and then uh, one that's a bit more uh, contemporary in the message. But it really adds some great flavor uh, to this passage. So today, we are going to be looking, uh, zero in on this idea of being burdened and weary. And the title of this lesson is The Way for the Weary. And we all have that in common, whether we recognize it or not, is that we all have been, or all are, or all will be weary. Uh, to be uh, laid down, to be frustrated, uh, to be irritated, to be agitated, annoyed, uh, to feel to feel heavy, uh, whether that's physically burdened, whether that's emotionally burdened, uh, or spiritually burdened. And uh, we've all experienced that from a number of different ways, too lengthy for me to list this morning as to why you may be feeling weary or why you may feel burdened. But we do need to know that there is an invitation from Jesus, from if you're a disciple, our Lord and Savior, our, our Jesus, our Messiah, inviting all of us, not just those in this text in Matthew, but all of us and all those who will come, that there's a way as it says in this text, to actually have rest, to have joy, to have comfort, to have, have a, a, a way of living and a way of life that really does produce what we all in our deepest desires want. So we're going to be delving into that today. So again, the title, if you're taking notes out there, The Way for the Weary. Jesus is inviting us to that this morning. I'm going to leave that image up there, and this is not my backyard. This is just a, uh, uh, a snowy image. But uh, just down the street, it kind of looks like this. But we're glad you're here with us. Hope you enjoy the uh, the green screen. I do look a little bit pale in this picture, too. So that's also appropriate, uh, considering it is we, we are in the dead of winter here. But Matthew chapter 11, if you're not there yet, we're going to be reading out the NIV here. And then I'm going to be uh, show you another translation here uh, to connect a bit more. Here in verse 28, it reads, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Uh, there's a, a, another translation in, in, the, uh, in the message that I'd love to pull up here for you, if you uh, wouldn't mind giving me a sec here. It is a, a beautiful uh, translation, and uh, I hope I can grab it here for you, if I can find it. I, I wanted it up on the, uh, the screen here, but I will... I'll probably drop it right over my face, but uh, we'll see how all this goes here. Uh, there, there you go. Um, let's read it together here. This is uh, in, in the message. It says, are, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't let anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll live 
you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I'm going to leave that up there for you guys this morning. I love that translation. You know, here we see Jesus asking us this question that I've already mentioned here that we all have in common this morning. Are you tired? Are you worn out? And then here, Jesus makes a clear distinction that helps us to see the context of where Matthew 11 lies in the Gospel of Matthew. Is that Jesus jumps to this question here, burned out on religion. You know, it's important always that we gather the context. You know, this passage, Matthew 11, I know many of us love this passage. I mean, who doesn't? Uh, who, who wouldn't want to have some rest or have someone lift their burdens? But we often use this passage as a, as a comfort passage, meaning we, we jump right to it and we kind of ignore the context. And this is something that we would possibly read for ourselves. We would share with another disciple or even a friend to say, hey, look, you know, you can have rest, you know, just, just hang out with Jesus, have some quiet time with Jesus, you know, go read a little bit, go on a prayer walk and, and you'll find rest. And this is, you know, in, in, in one way or another true, but we often apply this passage to kind of like take a breather with Jesus, you know, take, take a chill pill with, with Jesus, you know, get, get some, take a nap with, with Jesus. But that's not what this passage is saying here. And, and Jesus is highlighting uh, a, a bit more of, of breaking the norm of, of one's life. And here, when Jesus asked this question, burnt out on religion, you know, in this message again, if, you know, you're, you're, you're weary and in the NIV, a bit more of a stricter uh, translation, you know, weary and burdened, that, that's a sense that there, there's biblical, that's, that's kind of a biblical alarm, like bing, 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 about a number of things that are going on. And, and Jesus alludes to that a little bit later in this gospel in Matthew chapter 23, where the, the understanding here of the, 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 the culture and, and those who are following Jesus even at this point, that, that the, rabbi, the rabbinical understanding would be that they've taken upon themselves the, the yoke or the law or the burden of Moses to follow out the law. So this really is aimed towards the religious leaders at the time or those who, who may be just burdened under the yoke of religion, of all the do's and don'ts of the rules, of the regulations that are, are present in the law. We know that this would this idea of this rabbinical understanding of having that yoke of the law of Moses would continue even as the early church was established by Acts chapter 15. We have Peter there and, and Paul in, in exchange about, about having and asking the Gentiles, these new convert converts, to be circumcised, to take on the law of circumcision. To have that burden upon them. And there's a sharp disagreement. Uh, again, the, the, the prejudices even, but a sharp disagreement nonetheless. That no, 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 we don't, we don't need to burden ourselves under the law of Moses or of circumcision. There is a new yoke in Christ that we all carry. And we all, kind of, those are our new marching orders, so to speak. So that's kind of the understanding here where in this, in this text, which I, why I love it, is burned out on religion. And the sense is here that that could be the case for many of us this morning. And that was the case for many of those who Jesus is speaking to. But the good news is Jesus is, is offering something more for us and that we can walk in. And that's our hope this morning is that we really can learn to walk in the way of Jesus, the way he's always designed it to. And I wanted to share this passage initially because what an invitation, church. What an invitation for us that 
when Jesus, when we talk about walking in Jesus' way, Jesus tells us this way is 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 easy. The burden is light. This yoke is not heavy. This will not be something that that's downtrodden. And I love the text there again. This is not something that will be ill-fitted. And we'll talk more about that a little bit later. You know, the truth is this morning is that here in this text, when Jesus is offering all of us a yoke, it's implying that you already have one, that you're already having a yoke. And let me explain this because, you know what, I didn't know either. But uh, at one point, uh, this isn't Y-O-L-K, you know, crack your egg and there's that yellow high cholesterol uh, that you probably want to avoid, you know, eat those egg whites. Uh, but we're not talking about that kind of yoke. We're talking about a Y-O-K-E. We're talking about a yoke that would be made out of wood. That was, uh, again, an, an agrarian tool to, to put over two oxen or to steer or to donkey where they were going to be actually helped by this yoke to walk in step with one another. That they would be uh, not only walking in step in unison, but they'd also be able to be pulled along by someone uh, that would keep them in a straight line as they're, you know, tilling up the land. So this yoke was helpful for them to stay in lockstep and then stay on the path. You know, we're talking about being on the path. We talked about that last Sunday. Consider your ways. You know, Jesus is inviting us and God is inviting us to, to walk with him and to, to not deviate from the, to, from the center, to go right or left. And this yoke was aiding these animals and now us, aiding us in staying in lockstep, but also staying on, on the path that God has marked out for us. So this yoke isn't a negative term. It's just making sure you and I have the right one on and the right one fitted. Truth is, we can have a series of different yokes on us that have been placed on us or yokes that we've had custom fitted for our lives. And for many of us, it could be one of three things. And I appreciate my brother, Ben Hutchins, who's who, who serves down as the as as the lead minister in our region down in the New River, Christiansburg and Blacksburg and Radford in the Southwest. You know, he talked about this a little bit uh, with me, and I, I really want to share some of the thoughts he had. And it's really encouraging about some of the yokes that that you and I can can have. And I think the first one out of three, real quick, is the yoke of religion. And here Jesus applies that. You know, you burnt out with religion, and that's doing all the right things, having all the right you know actions, but lacking love in the process. You know, what does that lead to? And that means you're, you're about the traditions. You know, you read your Bible almost every day. You, you're prayerful. You're here on Facebook. You attend services. Uh, you, you, you're, you share your faith. You, you do all the things that God calls you to do, but your heart lacks love. You know, you find yourself more critical of others. You know, you look at, you look at the church or you look at others in the world around you. You, you kind of your heart kind of collectively shakes its head at people's actions or their posture, or their behavior. You know, you're more inclined to speak and correct and be critical of your brothers and sisters in the fellowship. You're more aware of where other people are falling, falling short to the standards that may actually be right, but you're burdened. You're burdened by religion. You're doing all the right things. You're living the right way, but your heart's not in it. It's no mere, it's merely action that's seeking somewhat of an approval that if I do all these things, this, this strengthens my, my, my affirmation or my standing, even in the eyes of God. 
And that's what was going on right here, right then, as Jesus is addressing it. You know, it could be the yoke of, of busyness. And I think we all find ourselves popping in and out of this one or popping this on every once in a while, for sure. The burden of busyness, where the questions you ask yourself is, am I enough? Do they think I'm enough? And that could apply to your spouse or your kids or your boss or, or, or a girl or a guy or who, whoever you're even pursuing. Do I have enough? Where you're wondering, you know, do I have enough saved up for retirement? Do I have enough in the account? Do I have enough in the savings? Do I have enough gas? Do I have enough this? Do I have enough approval? Do I have enough plans? Do I, do I have enough, you know, vision? You're also asking yourself the question, you know, is what I'm producing enough? Is what I'm doing good enough? You know, am I making my family proud? Am I making myself proud? Am I making others proud? You know, this is the yoke of, of approval, of, of a consumerism. The yoke of just striving always to ensure that you have what you need. And you're worrisome. And you're wondering if you really do have enough. And what that produces in all of us, and I've been there is that we're too busy to connect with God. We're too busy to accept this invitation that Jesus is offering us to, to come take my yoke. You know, I, I, I'm too busy for that. Or that seems like another, another yoke added on to the one I'm already carrying. I'm too busy to pray. The idea of sitting down and having a real time with God where you're reading his word, you're delving into it, you're asking questions, you're, you're meditating on it, you're memorizing it, you're in the word long enough for it to actually hit you where you've got something, an action, action item to take it with you. You know, that's too long. That's too long. I don't have time for that. I got to get to work. I got to get onto my task. You know, I am the king of to-do lists and I'm all about my to-do list, but I get flooded with the yoke of busyness in the morning where I just click in and say, okay, got to go do this, got to do good, do this, got to do this, got to do this, do this. And how well I do that ultimately Again, either fills me up or uh, wears me down that the to-do list just didn't get enough crosses scratched out on it. And when you do, another, another a, a sense of if you're wearing the yoke of busyness is that when you finally get that time to rest, you know, that R&R, that like, ah, oh, finally I'm done or, oh, no more responsibilities or, oh, this is my time. You don't fill it up with anything really restful. You know, you, you run to another task. You know, you binge watch Netflix or Disney Plus or Hulu. You jump on the, the video game controller and you, and you play video games. You know, you, you run to unhealthy foods and you, you, you pound down an Arby's, happy, an Arby's value meal. That's my, that's my struggle. Or, or you, you, you run to unhealthy foods or, or to drink. Or you run out to relationships that are superficial. You go, you go to the scenes in our, in our country or our city and it's, it's not healthy. Or you catch up on the news and just fill yourself with potentially negative content. You know, you finally had the opportunity to rest, but it's not real rest. It's escapism, gaming, swiping or scrolling, binging. Or even if you're like me, your R&R just you try to shut your brain off and stop feeling. And we know better. It doesn't really give you the rest. And Jesus says, my yoke will give you rest. And we run to so many different things in our, our yoke of busyness that really don't fill us up. Is that you? 
Where do you run to? You know, in this age of anxiety and increasing depression due to the pandemic and all the different things that are going on, you know, First Peter tells us to cast our anxiety onto God because He cares. He cares for us. He wants us to cast that onto Him. He wants to bear that burden. But what do you, or to whom, or to what do you cast your burdens to, your anxieties to? Jesus is saying, hey, I want to carry those with you. I want to bear your burdens. I want to actually walk in lockstep with you through this life, down the path, making sure you go to where you will find rest. But we're too busy for all of that. We're too busy. You know, Jesus wants us to be yoked to him. You know, discipleship or lordship, the way and following Jesus and, and becoming more like him. We're going to talk about that for these first, first half, of, half of 2021. And Jesus tells us that his commands aren't burdensome. That discipleship, following him, is not burdensome. You may think, I don't know, John, like what you're talking about, quiet times and finding time with God and carving out that time with God and, and being in the body and making connections and being hospitable and, and vulnerable and living in the lights and having conversations and keeping up with people. You know, man, what Greg shared during his communion, oh man, hit me right right in the heart because I, I feel the same things like, how's everyone doing? What do I got to do? How can I help? How can I jump in there? How can I jump in there? And I feel burdened. I feel burdened by it. And sometimes I can even fool myself and say, man, I'm such a good shepherd. I'm, I'm so worn out. I must be really laying my life down for the flock. And and, and while it's heavy at times and, and difficult at times and, and oh, it, it hurts and it hits you in the gut because of the things that, that people go through or are going through, it's not meant to take you down a course of being burnt out. And you don't see Jesus being like, you know, with the X's across his eyes at the end of the day. But sometimes that's how my discipleship to Jesus can feel. And you know what it is for me, guys, this yoke of 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 busyness or really it's this this yoke of overcommitment and it's my pride and I appreciate what Greg shared it's my pride in thinking that you know what I, I've got to have the touch points I've got to do this I've got to do this I've got to be there with them I've got to connect there I've got to help them I've got to go this and do that and do this and this and it's this and it's the it's the yoke of overcommitment and if I really take a long look as to you know why why have I sloughed on this yoke why have I clicked in here is deep down, church, is I care what everyone thinks. And I want to do a great job. And I want you to know that I'm doing a great job. And I, I want you to feel like I'm there for you. And I don't want to disappoint anybody. And, and what ends up happening is that my desire to be well-liked or appreciated or, 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 again, to do my job well, to be seen as, whoa, wow, even in the arrogance, uh, arrogance that if, if, if I'm that, then you know all things will go well. Like, who do I think I am? But that's that's my heart, that I actually end up doing something very damaging by going my own way, by this yoke of overcommitment. And I've done that, church, to a number of you. I had breakfast with the great brother yesterday morning over at uh, a famous toastery. And uh, we, we sat there and I, I talked about that. We talked about that because we had an interaction with one another months ago where I overcommitted. He was going through something challenging and I overcommitted. I spread myself, spread myself, I spread myself too thin and I dropped the ball and I wasn't there for him. And my desire was to 
again, to have this great relationship with him, to be a great minister, a great friend to him. And the very thing I was trying to build up, I ended up destroying because it's not the yoke that God wants me to have. And that's true for anything in your marriage. If your marriage is more important than anything else, you'll find yourself worrying about it, getting suspicious about it, and what you hope to build will be torn down. You know, if it's 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 what you mo- want most is that yoke. And if it's your kids to do well, then you'll you'll be a helicopter parent. You'll be overbearing. You'll be worrying. You'll be ang- anxious. Your 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 uh, your identity rather will be in how well your kids do and how they think of you. And you'll end up destroying that relationship by your fear and your yoke of caring more of actually wanting your kids to think you're you're awesome. You know, your job, your finances, what you want most is your true north, is your path, is the way in which your yoke is taking you. And if it's not the yoke of Jesus, you will find yourself destroying the very thing you're trying to go after in the process of carrying your own yoke, whether it's a religion, where we try to build up the church so well, try to help everyone do well, we try to stick to our guns, and we end up being overbearing. We end up being guilt-driven. We end up being uh, harsh and short and critical. We end up seeing, failing to see the long-term view with people. And we get so focused on behavior and actions. And we're just kind of hammers looking for nails. Ninjas chopping up people's throats. Rather than really seeing the hope that it's Jesus who can restore. It's Jesus who builds. And we can point them to him. Again, what yoke are you wearing? Jesus is saying, this isn't a question. Of, of whether or not you have a yoke. It's just, do you have the right one? Is it Jesus's or is it something else? And we're going to find out what that is. But being joined to Jesus is the invitation, a cultivation that your identity is in God. Again, a yoke is two slots. In the image that Jesus is trying to present to us as a church as we move forward in 21, 2021 is Jesus has a yoke and there's that empty slot. And he's inviting you to stick your head through it and walk with him to be in lockstep with him and let him guide you the way of Jesus. When we're joined to Jesus, our identity is in him. We listen to what he says about us. It's not about my job. It's not about my spouse. It's not about my kids. It's not about my my ministry, the church. It's about God and what he says. He gets the last word. I look over to him. (laughs) Just get the image. I look over to him like, yep, I'm with you. I'm with you. Let's go. I'm with you. <laughs> and we're looking and we're marching and we're doing it together. Jesus is inviting us to that. You know, when I know when I'm joined to Jesus, I have a deeper trust in God's provision. You know, God's good. God's going to figure this out. It's not apathetic. They're there. It's God's going to figure this out. God's got this. I can trust him. I don't have to let politics get under my skin. I can respond to criticism and actually learn from, from the heart of the criticism rather than get focused on the words. I can be open and vulnerable about my sin and not let it actually completely humiliate me. I can actually go and ask for input and say, hey, where do I need to grow? And if someone says it a little bit harsh or a little bit short, or it's their opportunity to say, woohoo, finally John asked me what he needs to grow in. Bam, 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 bam. And amen. There's a longer list of criticism rather than you're great. And I'm not looking for any, 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 any smoke. Uh, my way, I can take that and say, amen. Anything else, bro? Anything else, sis? You know, I can look at my kids and my kids can disciple me. 
when I make a mistake and they're hurt and they can share their thoughts to me and it doesn't ruin me saying, oh man, I messed up my kids. Oh no. I can make mistakes and say, I'm sorry and ask for forgiveness and it not completely shackle me. When I'm yoked to Jesus, I'm not hurried anymore. If something comes up in my day that requires a listening ear, whether it's to my, to my wife or my children or to one of the, my brothers and sisters, I'm not like, oh, oh, I don't have time for that. I can pick up the phone, say, how you doing, bro? And I can listen intently. I can listen. I'm ready to be hospitable with my stuff. I'm looking for opportunities to be hospitable. I'm ready to be generous. That's what happens when I'm joined to the yoke of Jesus. And my time with God, I can enjoy it. I'm not hurried through it. It doesn't just, it's not just one moment in the morning and then I'm launched the rest of the day, but I'm practicing the presence of God. I'm praying continuously. I'm looking around for what he's up to. That's what it looks like to be yoked with Jesus. Jesus is saying, learn from me, church. And as we bring down, now as we bring this, break it all down, is that Jesus is offering us his yoke. And he's telling you to find out what yoke you got on. But he's inviting you to take his yoke. And that's our call, is to get yoked with Jesus, to connect to Jesus' yoke. And he says, learn from me. Learn from me. Walk with me. I'm going to put this text back up for us as we bring this to to a conclusion. Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Jesus is saying, learn from me. With the rabbinical understanding is that this wasn't just a, a quick master's class of two years. This wasn't go on YouTube and watch a DIY video about how to walk with Jesus, and then you're good. This isn't, let me read the cliff notes about how to read to really follow Jesus, and that's it. This isn't a quick, quick solving online class. You know, this is a lifelong commitment, church. When we take on the yoke of Jesus, it is for life. It's for life. Too many of us want a quick fix. We took that song, Jesus will fix it too literally, and think he's just going to give us a quick fix. It's plaguing our world, and we cannot let it squeeze into our understanding of what it means to follow Jesus. Jesus is about the long term. We got to click in with him, get yoked with Jesus, and let him teach us. There's only one way to do that. It's to let him show us, to watch him, to learn from him, and walk with him. You know, this may not feel like a great fit for some of you out there. It may not be very enticing or encouraging. Like, ah, man, I got to do this too. Oh, man, John, you're telling me to read my Bible and fit this in and do this and have a heart for the church and have a heart for people like Jesus. Ah, it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like squeezing into your own letterman jacket back in high school. For some of us, you know, putting on our the suit that we wore at our wedding, like, ooh, ah, <laughs> man, uh, Oh, you know, just yesterday or two days ago, I went downstairs into our storage unit uh, because it was a, it's a snow day. And uh, I found a bin of our old snow pants and things like that. And I went down there and uh, I slipped them on. I, I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't close the button. 
And I was like, surely these aren't mine. Nope. I, I must have slipped on my wife's snow pants. And I was like, this has never happened to me before. I'm trying to squeeze into something. Just doesn't fit. So I slid them off real quick and I looked at the tag and I was shocked. It said men's. I was like, no, it's happening. So sure enough, I took a deep breath and I, whoop, and I clicked those bad boys in. And then I walked out there with my kids and I was like, whoop, uh, uh, and every step I took, man, it was like, uh, that's, that's how I felt. And some of us are doing that with our discipleship. You know, you're, you're just, you're trying to squeeze it in. You're trying to fit some extra some extra yokes, and you're like, why is why is being a disciple so hard? Why is it so challenging? Why am I so tired all the time? Why am because you're in conflict? You're in conflict. You've got you've got more than one yoke. You're getting pulled in two different directions. And Jesus is saying, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Come to me. Walk with me. Learn from me. Get yoked with me. You know, the beauty of, of what we have is that we don't have to figure this out by ourselves. You know, the beauty of a mirror is really helpful. You know, I knew because I could feel it on my stomach. But you put something on and I've asked my wife this, like, hey, does this fit okay? Does this fit right? And she'd be like, I wouldn't wear those jeans. Or, ooh, it's a little tight, you know, around the midsection. I'm like, oh, okay. And I need someone to kind of show me how things are fitting. And I, I implore you and I ask you to ask someone else in our fellowship, you know, does my life look like it's fitting in the yoke of Jesus? Does my schedule look like I'm trying to squeeze into my old high school jeans here? Am I trying to kind of double yoke this thing? Does my parenting or is my marriage or the way I use my time or even the way I view the world and politics or social media or, or history or money, is this a good fit? Does this fit? with what we see with Jesus, and just ask those questions. Just ask those questions. But I know we're ready to learn, church. I know we're ready to walk in this way, and that's where we're going. I'm excited about that because we're not a church that's just sitting here waiting for the pandemic to end. We're going to be gearing up. We're going to be getting equipped. We're going to be going through Guard the Gospel on Wednesdays every other week to learn about God's Word, what it means to seek Him, what it means to be in the Word, what it means to follow Jesus, what it means to, to, to flee sin and to repent and be motivated by the cross. We're gearing up, church. We're not sitting back waiting for spring. We're going to be gearing up. We're going to be getting deep in the way of God so that we can launch. We can launch into our world to make a difference. Jesus is asking us practically to learn from him. Watch him and walk with him. Practically, you got to ask yourself a question. Do I really want to become like Jesus? Do I really want to? Because the answer to that question will determine which yoke you put on tonight. What yoke you put on when you head to work. If you want to be like Jesus, you're going to learn from him. And you're going to look for him. So, we know that God gives us his word, his church, his spirit. To help us put be in position to learn from him. Jump in the Bible. Jump in discussion. Jump in those questions with one another. Be in the fellowship. And learn from Jesus. Let's watch him. Let's work with him. And let's do what he does. That's what we're learning. We are walking to Canaan. And we are linked in and clicked in with the yoke of Jesus. I'm excited about where God's taken us this morning. I'm excited about 2021. Thank you for joining us. 
Jesus is inviting you to have something that fits just right. Just right for our lives. And that is his yoke. I pray we embrace it. We click into it. And that we focus this week on really seeing what other yokes we have and throwing them off and getting the yoke of Christ attached to us and walking lockstep with him on the way. Thank you so much, church, for joining us this morning. We'll have an announcement slide here in a sec, and we'll talk to you next Sunday. We love you. Thanks so much for joining us.